But the reality is we're human. And when we're on social media and we're only seeing the highlight reel, when something human pops up, something relatable, something vulnerable, that builds trust. Then what I have to do is offer them something that has a high enough perceived value to overcome their desire to not get pitched or spammed or bothered or annoyed. I have to go on a gut level first and foremost. What sells me? How do we take some of the repetitive, quote unquote, bureaucratic tasks out of the hands of the rep and automate those to free up time for them to spend selling? How can we create a place where it's positive, where there's nothing but motivation, education, and inspiration, and how can we do it consistently? Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for, once again for joining us at the Digital Selling Secrets podcast and show with your host, Jerry Money Carrot, and your co-host, Gary L. Dennis. Just want to let you know this show is brought to you by B2B Digital Selling Secrets book, and we have a special offer at the end of the show, so stay tuned to listen to it. Today's show is very special. All of our shows are special, but I'm going to say this is extra special because we are actually talking to the author of the book, B2B Digital Selling Secrets, and that is our favorite co-host, our favorite host, Gary L. Dennis. So Gary, let me just toss it over to you. Yeah, I don't know if I would say I'm the favorite, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely not the better looking, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely not the better looking either. I pre appreciate the intro there, Jerry. <laughs> now. Yeah, excited to have the conversation this morning. Um, you know, we, we bring different guests on all the time. And Jerry and I have been in this digital selling journey now for, I guess it's been around three years now. Um, both of us have been in very complex sales for, a, for most of our career. I've been in, you know, in um, large, um, complex technical sales for about 15 years. Jerry, how long have you been in technical sales? It's, it's about the same, pretty much the same. Okay. And, and, and I'm involved in the air conditioning, commercial air conditioning and industrial air conditioning industry. Jerry's involved in the medical industry. Um, so I kind of got involved in digital selling. I, I was responsible for a very large territory uh, across the United States and I was finishing up my MBA and I, and Jerry and uh, we had a, a couple other people that were involved. We we're looking at starting an app um, to to uh, to help people connect with mentors and sales. So because obviously we had always been interested in growing as sales professionals and sales leaders. Um, Jerry, you know, had his graduate degrees. I have graduate degrees. You know, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that that we're very motivated about learning about improving our skill set which was which is and was sales and sales leadership um so we're trying to figure out we're always trying to figure out what's the most efficient way to do that and we started running across digital marketing and and we started we're looking at developing this app and so we started doing all this market research around technology and sales and we started noticing a trend that people weren't just buying flashlights and uh fidget spinners online now now they're looking at how can you leverage a b2b a business to business environment using technology how can you reach more people and build relationships and it's very different than just trying to sell tennis shoes online or trying to sell your your old furniture 
on Facebook or trying to, you know, whatever it is, there's so many different segments within sales and it can be classified as digital marketing. It could be classified as, um, and then if it's, there's no online presence at all, for the most part, it's just traditional sales and that's being combined. Jerry, so, you, uh, you know, you, you bring up a really good point when people oftentimes, when they think of digital selling, they think of Amazon market or Facebook marketplace or, uh, Craig's, I don't even know if Craigslist still exists, but um, those kind of things, that's what people are thinking about. But it's a whole lot more than that. Um, a whole lot more than that. This journey that you and I have been on has been so interesting, causing us to want to learn more. How much can we leverage the power of technology in order to improve our revenues and make things more efficient for, for a salesperson. Wouldn't you agree that's, that's kind of how the journey started as we started doing our market research? Yeah, yeah, it's all about efficiency. And at the end of the day, sales in general is very financially driven. So we're trying to figure out how to maximize our time to get the most return on, on our investment, which as a sales professional is basically time or sales leader. Um, so, and trust is a huge factor if you're looking at a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand million dollar uh, projects, no one's going to whip out their credit card and purchase a million dollar without getting to know you and building that trust. Um, and even then you're probably going to have to meet with them in person or have a video call, but you can do a lot of things uh, technically from a, from a technology standpoint up until that point, you can use digital marketing, and then you can also transition that from marketing to sales using technology. So digital selling is basically encompassing all of that. It's encompassing the digital marketing aspect of it, but staying connected digitally and transitioning to more from a, from a uh, one-to-many to more of a one-to-one -one interaction, but using like social media, using video calls, using apps, using other things to continuously build that relationship up until the point where the client is ready to make a sell or you further qualify the client to where maybe you meet with them in person and then you go back to digital. Like um, I'm using a, a piece of technology right now where I have access to a database of people and fil filters and phone numbers. So I can call someone and set up a meeting and then still continuously engage with them on LinkedIn or some of the other social media platforms. So it's all about looking at that, that journey, that buyer's journey from start to finish, and how can you um, transition parts of that journey to digital? Um, so no longer getting in your car and stopping by offices and knocking on buildings, uh, knocking on doors, and that's all you do. Now you can use digital marketing plus that, and you can have that, you can, in the background, you can have all these digital marketing um, advertisements or promotions or, or news feeds or whatever it is. You can have that going in parallel to you doing your traditional sales process as well. Or you can combine the two. There, there's lots of ways to innovate around it. It depends on your industry, depends on your um, market, depends on your product. Um, but at the end of the day, in a very complex sale, in a business-to-business -business environment, there's lots of things you can do with technology, but it's still going to be different than um, running an ad for a, a widget, basically. So it's what I find, I draw, kind of draw parallels to, to some of my mentors or, you know, within the sales 
atmosphere. Some of, some of you may not know, but I'm actually a clinician, a medical doctor, and I transitioned into sales. And that's a story for another day. But um, talking to some of my mentors, some folks that have been in the industry for a very, very long time, sales industry, and those some have retired also. But they've told me about times where they had to, they would park the car and go to a payphone. Think about it, how how long ago that was, in order to connect with clients. They would go, you know, they'd be on their route to, as Gary was saying, to go knock on the door and meet their customers, and to stay in touch. They would keep quarters in their pockets or whatever, or the phone cards, and go to a payphone and make multiple phone calls throughout the day to make sure that they're still keeping their touches. And then what happened from you know the whole the whole technology standpoint? They graduated to a cell phone, and the cell phone allowed them to keep keep in touch. And I think that transition, when you look at it, that's not very different from what's happening today, where the transition has moved into, as Gary was talking about, the different avenues, social media, uh, as we're doing now on this on this uh, video video conferencing platform. There are also sorts of different ways that you can leverage technology in order to be that much more efficient and be able to figure out how to create that sale. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's really interesting how sales and marketing, basically it's if digital marketing and traditional sales had a baby, it would be digital sales basically. Um, if, I, guess. I think that's a great, great analogy because we were, uh, you and I, we were talking to another gentleman a while back and I apologize, I forget his name, but he basically was talking about, and he was trying to help uh, others understand because they were stuck on the traditional mindset that the, the, uh, the wall, so to speak, between traditional sales and traditional marketing is, is getting blended because of the digital atmosphere where you have to understand some of the marketing, you have to understand some of the sales in order to work well on the digital side. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. There's still a lot of people in those camps, right? Where I'm a mark, I am a marketer. I am not a sales professional. And then you got the sales professional saying, Oh, the, those marketers, they don't know anything. There's always been that divide and it's, it's interesting, um, you know, if you were to segment those two groups, I mean, the personalities a lot of times, at least from what I've seen in those, those two different um, segments within marketing, if we all think of sales as kind of a cousin of marketing, um, they're, they're, they're very different. But if they, if they work together with those very different perspectives and personalities, um, I mean, who knows what can happen? And I think with, with digital selling, it's a, it's a matter of bringing those two people together, but also learning different elements of both sides of the fence and blending those together um, to, to maximize your time, maximize your if, uh, efficiency. So you can spend more time with your family. Um, you can reach your sales goals um, quick, quicker. I mean, for example, I was on a... Um, I was on Facebook the other night and it was a, it was a marketing, I'm part of this uh, marketing group and I was listening to some of the interactions and one of the admins was posting on there basically saying cold calling doesn't work, you know, picking up the phone doesn't work. Um, and he's like, you don't, you don't want to call somebody. All you want to do is write blogs or all you want to do is track your website visitors and send them an ad. And 
you know, that stuff is important. It's very important as a business. Um, but the quickest way to qualify a client is pick up the phone and talk to them. I mean, you can, but it can be an iterative process though, right? Right. So, right. You, so you can have a blog out there to where if you do pick up the phone and call them and they start looking for you and they, you, you kind of give them what you want them to see with your content you have out there, that's a lot faster than waiting for one day for them to read your, read your blog and call you. Um, I mean, I'm all about lead magnets. I mean, you could put together some very good lead magnets, but at the same time, if you can just get on the phone, phone with a few people and understand how they think and understand you, you can understand your target market a lot faster than, than coming up with just a hypothetical avatar. I mean, I'm all about coming up with theory and avatars and, and who your target market is. But once you do that, if you pick up the phone and start having you know, if you have a list of a hundred people, you start calling, you're going to find out real quick if that avatar is very accurate or not. And then you can revise that avatar to what the market actually is and not wait. Um, I, mean, I think that's, that's a mistake that I've made. Um, but you know, back when I had my digital selling business, when I went all in on digital marketing at first thinking, wow, this is like, this is the silver bullet that's going to change the game. And it is to a certain extent, but at the same time, you can't forget that there is a sales component to it. There's a huge sales component, especially. Yeah. No, I, I was just going to say, so uh, Gary, you know, I, I've been on the corporate marketing side as well. So I totally get what you're talking about. So having both that sales and marketing and you have uh, real world experience with, with the marketing, the, and this is no, no hit to our, our audience that are that are in marketing and it has nothing to do about that that it's that it's not good or anything at all is uh, marketing has its place and as we're talking about uh, in digital selling is the next step after marketing is is how do you the, the true interaction between the salesperson or the or, or the you know the, the the person who's trying to get uh, or help the customer to buy and the prospect, the prospective customer, that's where this, the digital selling comes in. It's, it's blurring that line between digital marketing, which everybody's been talking about for years and years on end. But the, at the end of the day, what happens after this, as uh, Gary said, after the, the lead has been created, what happens after that? What, what are the next steps? And that's where, that's where the digital selling process really comes into into play and into focus.